This is Small Town News. I'm Keith. I'm Neil. I'm George. And I'm Craig. And what we do each session is we read small town newspaper articles from small town newspapers somewhere in the United States. We are reading these articles for the first time, and they are provided to us by the wonderfully talented but the woefully underpaid Dr. Saxon. Woohoo! From those articles, we might take a character, a situation, maybe even just a singular word, and we're going to improvise stories around it. We're just trying to make big stories out of small town news. Where are we today? Neil, still struggling with his phone? Northern Wyoming in Warland, Wyoming. Yes. Do you know it was in the north part of Wyoming? Uh, I was reading the entire title and just left out news. Oh. <laughs> so the name of the newspaper is the Northern Wyoming News. That's the only reason. <laughs> and the town is? Mo- wait, I already said that. Warland. 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 Okay. Warland. Not Warland. No. Not a land of war. No. <laughs> no, land no. Of no. W-O-R. W-O-R. Whatever W-O-R Warland. is. Warland. Yes. Warland. Around here, say Warland. Anybody been to Wyoming? Oh, no. No drive throughs Oh, I've been to Wyoming. It's a beautiful state. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Saw did through you see Devil's Tower? I did see Devil's Tower. That is the one reason I want to go there, and that's what not is Devil's reason I, to go. I imagine, well, what is Devil's Tower? Close Encounters of the Third Kind? Uh-huh. Uh, it was the, the mountainous tower that's at the end the, that everybody's driving something to. something it's important. Don't remember tower. that part. The it was the that, Devil Tower. Yeah. yeah, Richard Drivers is sitting there carving his mashed potatoes yeah. with the line. That's a movie I always thought I wanted to like, but I don't like that movie. I don't either. I never could get past like, the first 45 minutes. Yeah. Really? So I don't remember yeah. the end. Oh, I like I it. never got to it. Not that I don't remember it. I never saw it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good movie, but even as I get older and I don't have kids of my own quite yet, I watch it and I go, wow, Richard Dreyfuss is a jerk. Like, I get it. You witnessed something amazing, but... um. Stop ignoring but, your kids. But wait, a minute, <laughs> bud. but wait, that that's his wheelhouse. Like Richard Dreyfus is always a jerk in a movie. That's um, what he does. He does yeah, what what, yeah. Jaws. He's yeah. a know-it-all jerk. Well, but but you know, he, at he least jerks? he's like a single college guy. There. I mean, it's not. I'm not. Look, you can put a, a know-it-all jerk in lots of different situations. Believe me, I know. <laughs> and sometimes, sometimes he's a music teacher. Right. Know-it-all jerk. Who that's is also the, a know-it-all jerk. That's the one I was going to say. I was yeah. like, no, he was in Mr. Holland's. Oh, no. yeah, no, he was a jerk. But he yeah. was a jerk for most of that <laughs> he movie. Was. He was. He, he was. He took it out on his kid for being deaf. It's like, how dare you I be know. a deaf child? I was like, what? No, that was like, terrible. What is it? What about Bob? Yeah, he's I mean, that. That's, oh, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. Pause, pause, pause. I'll fight you on that. He is 100% the right in that movie. He's 100%. He's still a jerk. He they is portray absolutely him the right. as a jerk. He's the one person in that movie that's like, no, no, no. Boundaries are being crossed. This is not healthy. But, but he he's does the it one in a, guy. But he does it in a jerky way. He he's does. always like... <laughs> no, no. He's stuck. No, that's like I a will... Popeye laugh. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like an angry rat or squirrel or something. The only <laughs> reason he's been wound up Bob. and then like being released. For, yeah. yeah. That's how he preps for every movie. He just winds up his annoying jerk and then they're like, uh, action. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I, I, I don't want to get into it because we got to talk about Wyoming. Okay, but he is 100% the right. He tries everything he can to get Bob out of the way in a judicial professional fashion and his family is the villain in that movie That's look, 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 look. i don't disagree but he still is a jerk it plays it always plays to his strengths. that's what he's good at doing well and no but he's the psychiatrist who doesn't pay attention to his own kids issues that's kind True. of a jerky thing yep until bob <laughs> okay. makes him right because because the beauty of bob is bob expresses the emotion and yeah. the desire to be with them that drives the character arc does. though you have that it is movie. it is but in order to have an arc at some point he's got to be a jerk maybe yeah, he is. Okay, he there's got to be a movie well. where we can say that Richard Dreyfuss was a nice guy. What else was he in? Um, I mean, lots of things, but what um, comes to mind? 
Nice Guy movies? Maybe uh, not. Was there an, yeah, a movie called Nice Guys? <laughs> well, I think he was in Nice Guys. <laughs> I have no idea. I, <laughs> it's like, he did Jazzy. What about Bob? And he did nothing in between, apparently, in my brain. <laughs> well, he did <laughs> Graduate. No. Yeah. That was just he, Yeah, he's in the frat. Yeah, he's That's in right. the frat. Which also means he's a know-it-all jackass. <laughs> I mean, Damn now it. his film debut was as a know-it-all jackass. And he has no lines, but because he's in a frat in the movie, well, we don't like that guy. The typecast is a frat. All right, I'm going to play the Neil role, and I'm going to look him up. Yeah. So, IMDb? so George is going to play the know-it-all jackass of the group? <laughs> yes. But I want an arc. I want a character arc. Wasn't so, he in a movie called Nice Guys? I feel like he was. There no, he, he tried nice out guys, for it, and they said, no, not for you. Yeah, not nice no. guys? Only if it was tongue-in-cheek. Um, he was in Stand By Me. He was yeah, the narrator. He was the narrator. That yeah. doesn't count. Well, he was right. a good guy. about when though. he was a kid? He was saving everybody, right? He was no, a good guy. No, that was that. Will Wheaton. <laughs> no, right? wasn't he Will Wheaton's? He was Will Wheaton as an adult. Yeah, yeah. he was. Yeah, he but was. all he did was come in and he was the narrator. I think he, he gets off anything. on a technicality. And he went outside and played with his kids. That's, at did. the very end. But only at the very end when he felt guilty. <laughs> yeah, he was. He, he ignored his kids for so, six weeks writing. Well, Will Wheaton did the heavy lifting on that character. So the closest he comes to being a nice guy is as a narrator. Yeah. And someone else actually plays the good part of it. Well, we okay. did the heavy lifting. <laughs> to be fair, I don't think we've seen some of his later work. Piranha 3D, anyone? That, um, was, that was 11 years he ago. He did well. I saw in that the... shit in theaters, yo. Yeah, and how was he? Was he a good guy? He died. He was in the first scene. He had no dialogue, and he died after a few minutes. Uh, he was in a movie called W. He played Dick Cheney. You know he was a jerk Oh, that's that. right. He was in that. He was a tender, like, huggable, like Dick Cheney, though. <laughs> This, Wyoming coming, coming to stores wait, this Christmas. Wait, we've gone full circle. Oh, did we? Uh, Dick Wyoming, Wyoming. Yeah, he his daughter is the current senator, right? Or one of the current senators? Cheney. Okay. Yes. Yeah. All right, cut it there. We we did it. We did it. <laughs> this purpose. So congratulations yes. if you looked at this episode with us being in Wyoming and you guessed 15 minutes of Richard Dreyfuss <laughs> talk, you win the prize. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, beautiful state. Hold one on, one more. No. Moon over Parador. Wasn't he a good guy in that? No, he was not. Okay, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember that movie. I, I watched that in the theaters. Wasn't he like the dictator or something? Probably. I can, every time I hear dictator, I just hear the joke, dictator. Yeah. <laughs> the county <laughs> seat. Potato Wait, no, I don't know this joke. You know, potato penis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that, is, that the, is that the joke? Yes. Just tell me the joke so I can... That, so I can that is the joke. <laughs> that it's, a, it's an infantile Beavis and Butthead joke. Wait, so... I'm, I'm sorry. Otherwise, it's going to rest of my brain this entire time. If we're in a social situation, just, just say it the way you would say it in a okay, social situation. Okay, tell the joke. All right, so you heard about the dictator in, in uh, Parador. Yeah. He was a potato penis. <laughs> is this real? Or is this just right now? Oh, just, you Neil, you heard up, Neil, you heard about the dictator down in France. Oh, no. What was yeah. he like? French fry scrotum. <laughs> you got one, don't you, Craig? What's okay, well, I'm getting mad now. Like, <laughs> well, no, this no, just no, came Craig, up now. Craig, tell the one about tater tots. This has never happened, actually, before now. <laughs> you, you, well, heard, yeah. you heard about the dictator's son. Oh, yeah, yeah. They called him tater tot. Penis. <laughs> they call him curly cues. <laughs> the county seat of Washakie, anybody? Sure. Uh, Washakie County, Warland, Wyoming, is home to 5,000 residents. It is located on the banks of the Bighorn River and in the Bighorn Basin. 
before the phrasing of Bighorn gets you to si- gets you too sidetracked thinking about Little Bighorn, please note that Little Bighorn, the site of Custer's last stand, is in Montana, about three and a half hours north of Warland. And also, just in case the phrasing of Bighorn gets you into phallic and sexual imagery... We beat you. Dictator! Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to remind you that this is a nominally... Uh, nominally family show. Really? Uh, please keep your minds and horns out of the gutter. Don't make Keith bleepy. <laughs> <laughs> this is so much funnier because before we've gotten to read this, we're just dictator all over the place. <laughs> and that's how the joke works. She tried, she, she tried to get ahead of the problem and she, and she couldn't. Nope. I'm <laughs> oh, so sorry, Jess. <laughs> Uh, The Bighorn River, a tributary of the Yellowstone River, runs for about 460 miles in Wyoming and Montana. In 1805, while exploring the river and basin near what would become Warland, Francois La Roque, a fur trader, named the river after the bighorn sheep he saw grazing on the banks. The bighorn sheep is one of two native wild sheep species in North America. The other is the thinhorn sheep. Once numbering in the millions, wild bighorn sheep populations declined to only a few thousand by 1900, largely due to overhunting and to diseases introduced by non-native livestock. While both bighorn rams and ewes have horns, the horns on rams are much larger, weighing up to 14 pounds, which is roughly equivalent to the weight of all of the other bones in a ram's body. Dang. Yeah. Bighorn rams have three courting techniques. The first and most successful courting technique is called, quote, the tending strategy, close quote. A ram using the tending strategy will, quote, follow and defend a ewe. Quote, tending takes considerable strength and vigilance on the ram's part. The second courting technique is called, quote, coursing, close quote. In the coursing strategy, two rams fight over an already tended ewe. The fight mostly involves headbutting each other. Ewes apparently apparently go to great lengths to avoid coursing rams, which makes this technique highly ineffective. (laughs) The final strategy is called, quote, blocking. A ram can block a ewe from entering areas with tending rams looking for mates, thereby preventing her from finding a tending mate and forcing her to settle for the blocking ram. That's what I did with Claire. <laughs> You're a blocker. Yeah, just, nope, you can't, nope, there are guys over there. I'm sorry. <laughs> just keep stepping right in front of her That's so right. you're the yep. only just, thing she sees. Yep, don't let her see anybody else. Well, the, the first one's like a stalker. The tending strategy, you just follow and defend. Yep. So you just kind of walk behind her and make sure no one gets close. Yeah, just like yelling at anybody who looks at her. <laughs> you haven't made any agreement with each other whatsoever. Works in Southern culture. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then the, the problem w- with gaslighting among rams <laughs> in Wyoming. <laughs> Crown Cook and Seal is one of Worland's main employers. Uh, that's Cork <laughs> and Seal. Ooh. Boom. First. That's a first. What happened? You said Cook and Seal. He corrected you. Can I corrected your pronunciation. <laughs> Crown Cook and Seal. <laughs> How do you feel right now? You just got corrected by Keith. <laughs> no, it's, it's Cork. It's Cook. Cork. cork. Are you trying to? Oh. <laughs> I'm gaslighting you. He's Croc. <laughs> Crown Cork and Seal is one of Worland's main employers. The manufacturing plant is one of 46 operated by the company in North America. The company produces, quote, metal beverage and food cans, metal aerosol containers, metal closures, and specialty packing. Where's the cork? That's the specialty packing. <laughs> yeah. I hope so. If not, I'm extremely disappointed. They just put everything in cork. Where's the cook? <laughs> they cook corks. 
<laughs> and they Craig's soak the brain. <laughs> the company claims to produce one out of every five beverage cans in the world and one out of every three food cans used in North America and Europe. The founder of Crown Cork and Seal, William Painter, invented the crown-style cap for carbonated drinks in 1891. And he created the company a year later. The crown cap is the crimpled edged cap usually found on glass beer and soda bottles. However, while the company's Wikipedia page claims Painter invented the crown cap, the Wikipedia page devoted to crown caps states that Robert Charles Spencer invented the cap mm -hmm. while working as a machinist for Painter and that Painter then patented the design. Fight, Ooh. fight, fight, not cool. fight. Fight. Painter is the uh, Richard Dreyfus of the <laughs> modern <laughs> industry. With no arc. <laughs> Regardless of the cap's origins, it was the first successful disposable product. King C. Gillette. <laughs> What's the matter, Keith? Sorry, I'm just trying to figure out now. If being the villain is being a Richard Dreyfus, then who was the villain in Jaws? Was it the shark or no. was it the biologist? The biologist. They, yeah, the shark was just doing what he does, yeah. man. Yeah. Right? You're just, just mad at a shark for being a shark. And makes little baby sharks. So right. that, that's it, all he does. He so does it like well. a twist ending when suddenly Richard Drivers pops out of the water after the shark dies. Like, oh no, the villain made it. <laughs> oh, everybody, all the kids start crying. They're disappointed. Yeah. Oh no. Claire, like, Claire got sudden, up and left. All of a sudden, Jaws, Jaws has a very European ending. Why was yeah? Why why wasn't Jaws two then about Richard Dreyfus just like wrecking havoc on this island, like but everywhere he goes, and then they have to shut down the beach because Richard Dreyfus is here. Jaws two is in Wyoming. He's taking a job as a professor at a Wyoming institute or school. We're gonna have to shut down the quad. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I think Richard Dreyfus was the shark. You only saw him in the same place together once. Oh. <laughs> Students and it walking, was a much smaller shark. There's students walking down halls and just hear, or they hear the, where's that essay? <laughs> okay, sorry, continue, continue. Regardless of the cap's origins, it was the first successful disposable product. King C. Gillette, a salesman for the Crown Cork and Seal Company, was inspired by the success of the disposable cap and eventually invented the first disposable razor which then spencer patented <laughs> not true but but that's what richard Dreyfus would have done <laughs> what would richard Dreyfus do <laughs> that's how i guide my life wrdd -D -D. <laughs> i want to get a sign and put it in my front yard <laughs> I'm, I'm still just thinking about every scene of jaws where that music comes on but really it's just a coincidence the shark is there somewhere in the background richard Dreyfus is just walking around. <laughs> <laughs> you could find clips from other Richard Dreyfuss movies and make that happen, Keith. <sighs> I'm, I'm upset because I kind of want to do it now. I know. <laughs> I'm, okay. Oh, is it my turn? I think you're yes, sorry. I've been completely spaced out <laughs> that whole rest of the time there. The Warland Ranch, a homestead founded by C.F. quote, dad, unquote, Warland in 1900, was the town's original site. While the town's post office is still located on Dad's original 800-acre homestead, much of the town shifted to the east on a flatter stretch of land near the river. The first home built by Dad was a dugout, likely a sod house. Sod houses had regular windows and doors, but the walls were built from triangles cut from sod and stacked together. 
These homes were quicker to build than wood frame homes, but they also needed frequent maintenance and were susceptible to damage from rain. Usually, a homesteader, such as Dad, would live in a sod house for a few months or years while waiting for timber or other construction materials to arrive. Dad built a two-room log home on the site in 1903 or 1904. In 1918, he and his son Charlie, his son was not named Son, built the current <laughs> ranch, the surviving structure built by Dad. In 1920, the family sold the ranch to the Wyoming Sugar Company, and it still is in operation as a ranch. I've never really thought about living in a sod house. We hear about this like in school, right? Mm -hmm. But it's grass. It's grass and dirt. Yep, it's sod. Do you think you have to like weed it? Do you grow things in it? Do, yeah, can do you grow like come in through like, like when you're you inside the house, you just the walls are dirt or the walls are grass. I mean, you have to weed it as much as I weed my lawn. So not much. Correct. Is the grass on the inside or the outside? Yes. But the dirt's on one side. No, 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 no. It's not standing. It's laid and stacked. Uh, what? It's like layer of dirt, grass, dirt, grass, dirt, grass. I so, thought it was like triangles made a wall, and so like the grass on one side of the wall and the dirt's on the other side of the wall. I think they're laid like yeah, that. Yeah, laid on top of each other like a brick. Really? That's a lot of grass. I can't, it'd be, I can't see how it would have any structural integrity the other way. Oh, I don't think it's a great way to build a house. <laughs> well, they did say years. Yeah. As far as living there. But you had to, triangles cut from the side and stacked together. Okay. And that's why you're good at lawyering. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that I says imagine. about me because I'm a home appraiser and I'm having trouble picturing this. So maybe I shouldn't have said that out loud. I like how the detail says they had sod houses had regular windows and doors. Like, can you imagine having a sod window <laughs> there were, or sod door? It's just a mound flapping, and there's a door. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a it's a it's a created hobbit hole, right? I mean, isn't that what that winds up being? Yeah, valid. Have fun in Warland. While in town, you can work on your mating techniques. I strongly recommend honing only your tending strategy. <laughs> See if you get inspired to invent the newest disposable product after visiting Crown, Cork, or Cook and Seal. <laughs> Swing by the ranch to say hey to Dad and watch out for Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> Help him patch the sod roof. Well, I was thinking about the disposable Dreyfus. Disposable Dreyfus. I mean, Spencer patented that. Should that go without saying? <laughs> great punk song. <laughs> disposable Dreyfus. Disposable Dreyfus. That's a great punk band name. Disposable Dreyfus. <laughs> oh, and you opened and closed the song with a bunch of quotes of him being mad at his deaf son. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why can't you hear? Why can't you hear my symphony? <laughs> Why don't you ever listen to me? Watch out for that shark. You did this just to make me mad. <laughs> Other movie quotes. <laughs> do, 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 this do, means do, something. And a really scathing one at the end. <laughs> Dumpster decoration project moving forward by Carla Pomeroy. A project that was first discussed two years ago in November 2017 has taken on new life with the Board of Adjustment and Planning Commission moving forward with an idea to decorate downtown dumpsters. The BAPC had approached the council a few months ago and received confirmation last month that they had to go ahead for the project. BAPC Chairman Scott Fritzler told the board at their meeting last Thursday, December 5th, that he had spoken with Warland Public Works Superintendent Brian Berkey, who's in favor of the program. 
He said he would contact Berkey about how many new dumpsters would be available to be painted before the group moved forward with the dumpster beautification project. All right, I'm, I'm going to jump in. I've honestly had this idea since halfway through the first sentence. <laughs> <laughs> we cut to a uh, town hall meeting about the dumpster problem already in progress. A uh, very charismatic stranger comes in with a proposal. All right, guys, uh, my, I'm with the uh, Dreyfus Home Construction Company here. Um, I have a proposal here. I know you got a big old dumpster problem here in Warland, and I think I have got a very innovative and friendly solution for you. We've been trying to solve the dumpster problem. I appreciate you coming in and sharing your time with us and your great ideas. Absolutely. My great idea is you get rid of the dumpsters. No more dumpsters. Out of sight, out of mind. Now, I know where your brains are right now. You're thinking, <laughs> but Mr. Dreyfus, what are we going to do about all the trash? Where are we going to put the trash? We can't put the trash in the dumpsters. My answer for you is this. We turn the trash piles into homes. You get a regular door, regular windows, just pop them on the sides there, and you live inside of the insulated trash. A lot of like the ways that uh, birds will pick up like cigarette butts and insulate their nests. We're going to use the trash to create insulated homes. So we're solving a couple of problems here. Where are we putting the trash? Where are we putting the homeless? Where are we going to go at night? Trash homes. Dreyfus construction. Uh, a couple of obvious Concerns come to my mind. I uh, have some. Yes, okay. I don't want to yeah. speak I know out where of you're turn, going. We still do need to build the doors and windows out of regular wood and housing material. That is one of my I concerns. I understand that. Yeah, we need to do that, but it's a small price to pay for living in trash. Mr. Dreyfus, I've, <clears throat> I've worked very hard uh, to have my home, to have my family, to have my job. I don't want to live in my trash. When I throw away my trash, I want it to go to the curb and I never think about it ever again. I want it to be gone from my mind forever. You have a clear handle on this, and I understand that, and your burlap sack suit represents a lot about you. Uh, clearly, you understand the ability to reform your trash into other things, but I'm worried about the smells okay. and the, the rodents. And my, my argument is this, though. Okay, clearly your problem is psychological. You have no problem bringing this pre-trash packaging of different materials, food perhaps, into your home beforehand, at what point do you become uncomfortable with keeping the trash in your home? I think it's after I've used it. Used it? And I have no more use for it. it it's starting to you rot. Think. Well, you well, think. you know, now, Councilman Reynolds got a good point. You bring in a carton of milk in your home. It's got milk in it, right? Okay. You drink the milk. Maybe you don't drink all the milk. Maybe some of the milk gets old and spoiled. Okay, who's the villain now? Do You're you, wasting do you milk. treat your wife like that? This is this is Mayor Jameson. Do you treat your wife like that? You brought her in? Like a carton of old milk? Certainly yeah, not, sir. We've been happily married for 25 years. I like where you're years. going with this, Mayor. I, I, I think this man's got a, a brilliant idea. Look, well, now, if you need to fold out the milk carton box and put the inside portion where the milk was on the outside of your home, th that's your business. This is your home. It's your construction. So okay? I've got another concern. I mentioned I had several. I already own a home. I don't need a home made out of garbage. If I make a garbage house in my yard, won't someone else want to live there? Okay, new proposal. You mentioned, or I'm sorry, you did, yes. that there was going to be garbage that we would not want to use for the homes. Okay, fine, if that's the way you want to be. So what we do is we take the desirable garbage, we turn those in the homes, and the undesirable garbage we now put inside the previous used homes, such as yours. They can become, ah, 
I'm a sort of a dumpster, but a more desirable looking dumpster. The problem here is we don't like the look of the dumpsters, so we use the nicer looking previous homes as a as dumpster holding places for undesirable what was once garbage but is now housing material. Let me say this. Mr. Dreyfus, uh, you are not unknown to this council, counseling body. This may be the first time you've addressed us, but we've followed your career. You tend to leave debris in your wake. Whoa, whoa, so whoa, 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 whoa. I'm, I'm not going to have you um, making fun of Dreyfus no. construction here. I have a Dreyfus built home. Not that this should be any concern on the way that I'm going to vote here. You, but, ha you, uh, have, you have a Dreyfus built home? I do have a Dreyfus built you home. You live but in I a trash pile? No, this is his newest concept. I live in an older Dreyfus home. And tell us about that. I've I heard will about admit, it on the news, but I, I want to hear about it. I will admit my material, my building in the 70s and the 80s was a little bit stronger than in the later years, but it holds up, okay? No, it I want to hear from the mayor about what this house it's is made of. It's a traditional home, very much like yours, from parts and pieces stolen from other construction sites. And, there it is. Uh, siding ripped off of uh, existing homes in the middle of the night. Isn't that how yours was built? Waste Mine not was one. not built that way. I bought it from things I bought at Lowe's. Lowe's? Lowe's Home Improvement. Not Dreyfus's, Dreyfus's oh, Home. Oh, so you're a, you're a virgin material kind of guy. I very much am. No, no, no. I don't think I there's want a place material that's I, tried and true. As the mayor of this town, I don't, I don't think we, uh, we, we have a very strong recycling program here. And I, I think your uh, dependence on virgin materials is uh, quite a handicap for our community, wouldn't Destroying you say? the earth. Well, I, what I would say about that is I'm part of a tradition that's been going in this town for a long time. Your newfangled recycled right? house, it does for me. I'm a traditionalist. You and your old ways. And my old ways, my old wife, our happy marriage, which you made a point When our earlier. ancestors came here, the first home built in this town was a sod home. It was. And they said, you know what? This is terrible. Our houses are made of dirt. When it rains, our floors are full of mud. When we try to look through our windows, all we see is more dirt. Look, worms lived in their pantry okay. because it was made of dirt. Recycling. Yeah. They recycled right there in the pantry. Look at this we have moved forward. Look at this realistically. If you're not using the trash to build homes, what are you doing with it? You're putting it in landfills. Yes. And what are you doing with yeah. landfills? You're filling it over with dirt. I'm just being constructive here, okay? I'm skipping a step, okay? Instead of your homes that are built of dirt, that so, was once garbage. Just go straight to the garbage. I think you guys are getting a little too stuck on where oming instead of looking at who we are, which is why oming. Why are we doing things the way we do them? Because we have, well, I'll grant you we have the pioneer spirit. That's I don't what think Wyoming you do, Mr. Virgin Material. Well, Look I, at me. All my bricks were never once something else. Well, they were once made of clay. I'll give you that, but they're not sod. We cut to uh, two months in the future where this uh, plan has passed and there's no longer a Lowe's in town and the only way you can get supplies for your house is at Dreyfus's home supply store. Uh, so, Mr. Dreyfus, uh, yes, uh, my da, da. electrical outlets are all frayed. I, I, I'm getting small fires everywhere. Uh -huh. I need to replace some, some electrical outlets and maybe... Uh, the door in the back also is, has started to shimmy a little bit. And okay. I'm just trying to find a solution that I can buy from you to take home and put it in my house. Oh, no, you just got to build a new house. Clearly, that house is, is completely, it's used its usefulness. And who said you should have wiring in there anyway? That's very dangerous. Your walls are trash. That's mostly paper. That's a, that's a very bad idea. 
I never stated that these homes should have been electrified. Oh, okay. So I'll just have no electricity in my house? I mean, clearly that's the safer bet. Like, I don't want to tell you how to live your life. I'm just here to say that if you put electricity through those trash walls, your life might be cut a bit shorter. Uh, Mr. Dreyfus, I know he's got problems with wiring, but I have a problem with plumbing. Uh-huh. Uh, so the bathtub installed in my house is made of, uh, I don't know, it's like a stack of old tires. When we put water into it, okay. the, tire, it the water just goes all over. Uh, I would recommend, instead of using a conventional system of toilets with plumbing that remove themselves outside of the house you use a milk jug okay well that's you know, where then so you can take the milk jug the you they now used milk jug and uh put it inside of your uh, previous house now dumpster outside now that's that, put them in there i think that might work for me do you sell those milk jugs here the milk jugs yeah no can you got to go to the grocery store for the milk jugs uh do we still have a grocery store in this town i know you started gobbling up i hope all the so what the hell have i been eating <laughs> <laughs> well, ba base nope that's it, that's, that's it. <laughs> there's no other way to end that <laughs> that's good because i realized that point i was kind of like wait a minute if i'm not selling housing materials in the store what am i selling <laughs> wait a second what is that dry fist home materials right now that's I, I had a legit moment of panic <laughs> <laughs> and once you close that door that door's closed. What's that, <laughs> that door made of old recycled trash? Yes, yes, it yeah. was. Yes, but what you do is you, you say something like, what the hell have I been eating, which opens the back door <laughs> and runs out. <laughs> and you run out. <laughs> you like the part where 15 minutes in, I just, I just commit to finally just, I'm like, nah, I'm dry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Random Vacation Thoughts by Carla Pomeroy. I had a wonderful week-long vacation earlier this month in the Black Hills of South Dakota with my husband and our two dogs, and while I won't bore you with the family vacation photos, I would like to share some random thoughts about the vacation and our travels. First, I would like to know what the national memorials and monuments have against Pepsi products. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere, everywhere we went, it was Coca-Cola products. And when you are addicted to Diet Mountain Dew, that's a problem. <laughs> so it wasn't. So it wasn't like direct an, a direct assault on Pepsi, just completely ignoring that it exists. Yeah. Okay. Thank goodness for neutral Dr Pepper, which seems to sometimes be with Pepsi products, and in this instance was with Coca-Cola products in Bear Country, USA, Mount Rushmore, and Crazy Horse Memorial. I don't know if Coca-Cola paid for the rights to be the official soft drink of these places, but I was thankful I had a 12-pack of Diet Dew at the cabin so I could enjoy a cold, refreshing drink at the end of our daily journeys. That does bring up a very good question, because I know that like certain restaurants, they're contracted with certain cola yeah. companies. You can only get cold Pepsi products here, cola products there. Does that work the same with national monuments and organizations. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They've Where made, do those deals get made? You can continue. I just, I just never thought it's, about It's that. a whole government contracting process. DC. I, I'm sorry. I just, I just cannot fathom in my brain that at one point there was a meeting with like the Mount Rushmore people <laughs> and Pepsi. They had a taste test. But it's what? like, it's, it's still like the local Pepsi guy. It's not any, it's not like there's some, I get it's not that, like the president cuts the deal for made Coke. In America, land of the free, home of the brave. It's like, nope, you're not getting a Coke here. Well, they make it downtown here that? all the that's, time, those that's jackasses. That's Washington's head up there. You're not drinking Coke. 
<laughs> Sorry, but they they check it at the door, like at, at the way into the park. They they frisk you for diet do. So so we let Coke and Pepsi in. What's next? RC? Never. Knee high. <laughs> Could you say Shasta. all this in Richard Dreyfuss's voice? It would just it would make more sense to me. What's next? What's next? <laughs> RC Shasta? Cola? Shasta? Huh? No, that's washing his head. This means Fresca. something. This is Fresca. important. Mister Pip. He would he'd be a Fresca guy. I feel like. Oh yeah. Probably. Oh god. And probably Zima. Ugh. Zima. Mixed together. <laughs> All right, sorry, sorry. No, sorry. no, no, you're right. Uh, second, we had a cabin along Silver Mountain Road. Off of this road was Storm Mountain Road to Storm Mountain Center, and every day we passed by the road, I saw this sign that said something about your GPS being wrong. So one day, when we didn't have anything planned, I took a drive to the road to take a closer look at the sign. It cracked me up. <laughs> you, you hear of stories of people's GPS units in Wyoming sending them down two-track roads and getting them lost or stuck. When I lived in Bighorn County and I wrote a feature story on the search and rescue, I asked them what their most frequent call was, thinking lost hikers or hunters. Nope. People getting lost using their GPS. The sign says, quote, your GPS is wrong. This is not Mount Rushmore. Go back to Highway 16 and take a right. Follows signs to Keystone. So you need a sign to tell you you're not looking at Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I've just, never seen it before. Is that a face I see there in the granite? I'm just thinking how pleasant this person must be to travel with oh, at the yeah, moment. Yeah. What is the knockoff Mount Rushmore? Is it like Dan Quayle and, and Bob Dole? Like, what are the faces on the knockoff? It's Hill Slowless. That's what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we cut to the base of Mount Rushmore. Everyone, uh, I don't know if we've got any first-timers here to Mount Rushmore. Me. Oh, oh, right oh, here. Great. Right here. Yeah, great. We're, we're oh, here together. Long timer. So, many, okay. many times. All right. So my name is Chaz. I'm going to be your sponsored by Pepsi guide today. So what you want to do is just gather around here a little bit. So what you have on here behind us is we have George Washington. Excuse ah. me, Chaz. George Excuse Washington. Chaz. Let me hold this sign up. Okay. All right. Everybody see that? What is? Oh, I didn't wait. We're walking into a protest. Coke. Wait. Coke. The Mount Rushmore is sponsored by Pepsi. Free okay. and open representation. George Washington was a Pepsi drinker. Oh, can you see him? Can you see George? Hey, guys, newcomers, Please. can you see George? Uh, can you move the sign? I mean, oh, I, yeah, I'll wave it a little bit. I, How about I like, that? No, no, see that? I mean, I'm trying to take a picture. Yeah, just, Coke. No, I don't, yeah, get no, one. No, you want me to smile? No, I want to see Lincoln, not the Coke sign. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. This happens every once in a while. I think you're lost. Did you put into your GPS Little Rushmore or Mount Rushmore? Because this is a Pepsi zone. And you're looking for... I know it's a Pepsi zone, and mm. that's why I'm here. Chad, Chad, I think he's those classic protesters we I so I am a Cokehead. Okay. I am yeah. a Cokehead, and no. I'm tired of not being able to get Coke while Speaking I'm here at Mount Rushmore. I read about these. These I, are the presidents up on the mountain. Honey, honey, I'm not sure this is a good place for us right now. It's just, okay, it's cards about, on it the might table. get violent. Cards on the table. I have a Gatorade in my purse. I am not sure who the manufacturer is. That is a Pepsi product. You're in the clear. Okay. You're okay. Good. Okay. Good. Okay. Is, 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 I is, swear, where does a Coke can get a Coke around here? You just, can put in your GPS, Little Rushmore. I want to have a Coke where I want to have a Coke, not where you want me to have a Coke. The founding fathers were Pepsi drinkers. That is crap. That is so much crap. There was no Pepsi, but there was always Coke. I believe historically that Pepsi predates Coke. It was it was actually uh, invented in a small town. Well, in North I'm Carolina. not 100% certain. I think you're wrong. Of, I'm not 100% certain he's talking about Coke the beverage right now. Oh, oh. I'm not. Oh dear. <laughs> I mean they did put Coke in the beverage for a while. Wait, wait. So are you saying that 
our former presidents used Coke and not the beverage? I, I, I believe so. I, be, I believe there's evidence there, that supports there's that. There's no evidence to support that. And it's getting they, warm, so I'm taking off my pants. So oh, we cut to Philadelphia, <laughs> uh, somewhere around 1775, we'll say. Uh, guys, 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 guys. Yeah, Ben, what you got, Ben? Okay, so I've been up for five days. Okay, and I you need got a little to, more. You need a little more. Shit, I got some here. Shit. You want You're gonna make me lose my brain. You're gonna okay, make me lose okay, my brain. Go ahead, go, okay, go, go, so go ahead, go ahead. Been up for five days. Five days. I I thought I got the thinking. Okay, okay, King George, maybe not so great. He might not be so great. Are you with me? Is anybody I'm, with you? I feel like everybody's telling me right now. This dude's I'm, all about tea, man. What's up? We need to uh, yeah, Do you see that? Do you see the sign? With it, I, I, dude, look, I'm having trouble, like, not opium. jittering right now. What opium. What? What? Opium. Opium. Dude. Opium. Well, this, we can this this I'm not a fan of Coke. Know? This I'm is not a, a fan Coke house. What Opium. This is a Coke house. Look, I'm old school. Okay, okay. If he's going to start doing this type of crap right now, then I'm about to write down some rules Jefferson, right now. Jefferson, you're down whole always that rule guy. Rule number one. Rule number one. No opium. What, no yeah. opium? What? 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 Look, Jefferson is always that guy. He's doing it again. Listen, I'm Thomas Jefferson. I like to live in Monticello. We're kind of laid back. Okay. Wait. I don't like to be racing around from protest to protest to constitutional well, convention. Well, I know you don't like I... talking about race at all. Wait, 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 wait. Wasn't he going to write our declaration? Fair. Wasn't he going to write our declaration? He was. I don't want him writing it if he's going to sneak in all this opium bullshit. Canceled. Can I, can I just it? say, I'm what? really, I'm what? really, what? I'm really what? proud what? of us that when we wanted to form a new country, like right off the bat, we decided who should be our official drug of the country. Right? That's a good idea. New country. Coke. I like this. Coke. Look, I Coke. believe, as founding fathers, that we need to be more diverse in our recreational drug yes. habits. What? Yes, yes, huh? yes, yes, yes. I'm not saying you can't do coke. I'm just saying we need to make room for opium. Maybe what about- you started showing me pictures of like polar bears doing opium. I might get more, more on board so, with your idea. So if we let opium in, like what's next? Like marijuana? No, oh, no, 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 that, no, that, that no, shit's no, illegal. No, 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 no. we ain't allowing that. That's no. not cool. Well, That's now, cool. wait a minute. Now, I've been growing hip in my fields for the last 20 years. I'm re- George. I thought you were going to make a house a out bit. of it. No, I've, I've been smoking it and making paper. Whoa. Kind of back and forth, really. You can do that with that? I swear. Weed, coke, opium. Why can't, why can't we just all get along? Why can't Look, we, we hold these truths to be self-evident. That all drugs are created equal. Well, that's not true, though. All right, four score and seven bumps ago. I'm kind of crashing. Does anybody have something to eat? <laughs> you would like a Pepsi? I don't. <laughs> Founding Father Pepper, you've been quiet long enough. <laughs> <laughs> you all know me. You're the I'm, only one I'm, here with I'm, a medical I'm degree. Representative Pepper, I am a doctor <laughs> back in my colony. And um, I think the uh, problem here is y'all are just thinking about one substance. And I'm, I'm thinking we should think more like 23, you know? I think we need 23. All components. blended together? All blended together to make one supreme beverage and or drug. Just like a country. We have we said we're the melting pot. We're like the Dr. Pepper of countries. For the land of, of the, the free. Basers. <laughs> and the home <laughs> of Pepsi. Bongs. <laughs> Once again, open the back door. Start running for the door. <laughs> Run for the door. <laughs> A push for bowling to be a club activity by Seth Romas. It's not? Well, I mean, 
It kind of is. I mean, well, no, you can do a league bowling, I guess. Whereas, oh a, yeah, as a league, your your score is not only against can the you, one. you damn well better not show up to bowl on league night. Have you ever gone bowling by yourself? <laughs> Does anybody do that? Uh, I'm sure someone has. Richard no, Rogers says, yes. "Is there something yes. more sad?" Like, yeah, I mean, like because nobody wants to join him, <laughs> right? Guys, I mean, don't you want to go bowling? I mean, think about what bowling is. Bowling is just hanging out, drinking something, eating something, wearing the fancy shoes, and then just <laughs> trying to see, like, you know, the slick bottom, you know, and, and, and trying to see. <laughs> George, we need to work on your idea of fancy. You make enough money. They're made of two elevate. colors. You, you got black side room. and a red side. I don't have any shoes that are that fancy. They always have this nice little gloss to them. They're slick on the bottom. You can the slide soul? around. They're, they're already moist when you put them on. They're glossy? already moist. You know, I mean, so Somebody many, sprayed them with a pleasant smelling odor. How, how many other shoes are pre-warmed and moist? <laughs> Every they time always they put on have my shoes. Size. I'm an aristocrat. I would never put on cold shoes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Have these shoes been worn by someone else? If not, I don't want them. Bring the royal shoe warmer. <laughs> Comes in wearing the king's shoes. <laughs> Is my toilet seat warm as well? <laughs> Has it been pre-warmed by the... <laughs> Not the taster, the royal sitter. <laughs> Make sure that toilet is glossy. I want it extra fancy for the king. <laughs> need to have a slick bottom. <laughs> Cover it in nacho cheese and a stranger's urine. <laughs> Only the fanciest. <laughs> talking about I, <laughs> somehow that came from bowl oh yeah right fancy, <laughs> yeah, bowl fancy there shoes go. there we go the old fancy, wow. you don't bowl the old fancy shoes man you don't bowl <clears throat> alone but bowling balls don't have six holes in them either right that's true yeah <laughs> like you imagine if that was the sport throw the bowling ball imagine yeah. if that was the sport it was a huge ball and it took three team members to yeah put all their put their fingers everybody's in. got holes that's some teamwork like right curling there. but bowling yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, for some reason now I'm just thinking about it's like you know why did they only put three holes in the bowling ball? I mean, why, why not all five? Just five holes, like like you just get some fingers hung up that way, pal. <laughs> <laughs> well, at some point there's got to be a challenge. You got ideas say, well, like ideas like that. You're gonna have to start bowling by yourself. I was gonna say some some guys early on in bowling found out why that doesn't work. <laughs> so they started they was. started with ten holes in a ball. And I was like, that's too many. <laughs> Try nine. No. No, and the final three was they and then got, got the two, and then they were like, what, "Nope, too few." What, or they so started with they started with one. <laughs> one oh, <laughs> I, I like how there's sometimes the guy at the bowling alley who obviously hits the weights a lot, and he likes to show off how big and strong he is, and he's always got the twenty pound ball with yeah. no holes, no holes. Yeah. The, Wait, yeah, no holes? He wants Wait, to what? palm it and do he's a little the, spot side spin down And he's it. the gutter ball king. Yeah, I've never Wait, seen wait, that guy. wait. There's a bowling ball with no holes, or they don't use them. But there, there are guys who want to uh, show off how strong they are, never seen so they that. will palm the ball and do it all that way. The way I do it is I always throw it as hard as I can. Um, because Overhanded. there's nothing worse the than like... The fanciest of styles. Yeah, there's, there's nothing worse than, it not, than like the not having enough speed. Ball. So like, I'll throw it as hard as I can. Sometimes it goes right in the gutter, but it rockets into the gutter. Sometimes it bounces off the gutter and hits the other side. Like, and I just know that everyone around me is like, well, that was some power. Yeah, exactly. He didn't hit a damn thing, but that no. was some power. Did you see that ball? It was so glossy. <laughs> Did you hear that smash? 
as it hit the gutter. <laughs> Look at him using the finger fan like a pro, just waving his fingers over that little fan that blows. Is that what that is? <laughs> yeah. The air that comes out of it? Yeah. Yeah, you've never so seen it. To dry that? your hands. Yeah. I thought it was like exhaust. What? Like, <laughs> like it's fancy exhaust, George. <laughs> not like intentional fan. Like something in that needs to blow off steam, and here, here it comes. But why would they you blow it like right in your face? <laughs> you didn't know that was practical. No, I did not. It's supposed to, you're, you've been working your fingers, and you're hurting them, and that's supposed to. He was help too focused on his fancy no, shoes. Look at these. No, no, no. George wants his fingers to get all sweaty and glossy, so they look fancy. <laughs> He's holding them up in the air. The fanciest of fingers. <laughs> Keep them away from the exhaust. <laughs> How many hot dogs would you like? Three glossy fingers go up into the air. I'll have three of the fanciest hot dogs. Extra greasy. I want to see the gloss. Half black, half red. <laughs> fanciest hot dog. I want a hot dog that looks like the shoes. Yes, exactly. It's half burnt, half not burnt. Yeah. Oh, you're in luck, my friend, if you're getting that hot dog from a bowling alley. <laughs> A little bit red, a little bit black. I do run it over the exhaust. <laughs> so I do feel bad that we're bowling alley less right now. Oh, it's kind know. of a bad thing. I know. And I've got a 13 year old son, and, and when we travel now, we'll try to find a bowling alley. Yeah, Stefan. Yeah. So we so when Stefan was little, our next door neighbor was uh, a former pro bowler who then worked for PBA. Bet his shoes were fancy. Oh, his shoes were very uh, fancy. But he ran all the training programs for the uh, Professional Bowlers Association. Mm hmm. So he always thought that was the coolest thing. So he has always had this crazy fascination with bowling, yeah. even to this day. And now there's nowhere to go. I think it's because it seems like it should be easy. Well, it's also sort of like every man's sport, right? Right. Everybody can do it. And why can't we all do it right the whole time? All you got to just throw it down the middle. <laughs> it should be easy. There's arrows on the floor. If you line it up with the middle arrow, it should be easy. See, why that, is it not easy? See, and that's where you go wrong. It's not the middle arrow. Why is it there? You got to hit it off center so you'll knock down all the pins. Yeah, it seems like if you can just shoot it as straight as possible. As down hard the middle, as possible. Yeah. As fast as yeah. possible. But no, that's absolutely right. It's got to be off camera. And it doesn't have to spin. That's no. just one technique. That's just when you're getting fancy. Yeah. No, that's best, best, best. <laughs> oh, I guess I'm going to get go. into the gutter. Oh, no, I got a strike instead. You just go straight in the middle, man. <laughs> hard as you can. <laughs> is that your life philosophy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bowling as in life. That and glossy. Wear the fanciest fancy. shoes. The fanciest shoes and go straight at the middle hard as you can. <laughs> I just want to see George dressed to the nines in the dumpiest bowling alley. <laughs> With them sweet ass shoes. Try, try. With his pinky bowling as he bowls. <laughs> Doesn't it force Pinky's you to Pinky's out, Mason. <laughs> <laughs> we are not of the common folk. You're not here by yourself. There are people watching. A cup of tea, please. <laughs> For lane seven. <laughs> Reginald Mortimer, let us go to the lanes. It would make the fanciest of poor chats, though, wouldn't it? After tea time, we'll get bowling. <laughs> <laughs> what article was it you... Aren't going to read now. Um, <laughs> this was bowling is a club. A sport. push for bowling. Golly, we didn't even make it to the article. Nope. No, we didn't. <laughs> a push for bowling to be a club activity by Seth Romas. <laughs> I, I feel just, like we've covered it. I was say, do, you, <laughs> do you just want to read the next article? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so say, it can't get me. Don't worry. Before what... we get to this, I've already done a bum, but a bum, 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 bum. <laughs> <laughs> I, I figured. 
embroidery classes help out fellow students by Seth Romza. Warland High School students from Brenda Trimple's Family and Consumer Science Courses. Family and Consumer Science Courses. So it's a class called it, Family and Consumer Science? It's Home Ec. Home Ec. <laughs> Why they call Because right, you can't call it Home Ec anymore. Why not? Canceled. Why not? Canceled. Why not? Because What's that was targeted home? towards young women learning how to be appropriate wives. Dudes can take home ec. Well, dudes didn't. Though. They can. They didn't. But think about what home ec Are is Are dudes going to take family science? And Okay. Sorry. But, no, Off topic. Tra-la-la. Let's, let's move on to bigger, but, but fancier, think about I didn't, I didn't cancel it. But, I know. but <laughs> home ec is short for home But you told economics, me, and so therefore. Right? Yes. Home economics. <laughs> so it's like a math class. I think it would have been more helpful <laughs> to me to have taken home economics than it would have for me to have taken coaching and officiating, which I did my senior year. Is that year. what you did? Yeah. If you play on the football team, you got to take coaching and officiating. Yeah. I took home ec. Did you? I did. Did you learn how to cook in there? I already knew how to cook. That's yeah. why I took home Did you learn how to budget? Yeah. No, they didn't really teach that. It was yeah. more like uh, household chores sort of crap. Like ours, was to... not, ours was mostly cooking. Okay. Cooking and choring. Chorin. That's what they should have called the class. Yeah, cooking and, cooking and choring. <laughs> <laughs> you got to take your shoes off as soon as you walk down. <laughs> All right, I'll just, I'll just say, do we get to this article? Or? I, I, not if we say on this trick, it's just once again, I'm just getting mad. Okay. Warland High School students from Brenda Trimple's Family and Consumer Science courses have helped out over the years by providing custom embroidering for different departments throughout Waukesha County School District Number 1. According to Trimple, different departments such as sports teams and activities come to her and ask her class to make personally embroidered objects and the respective department will pay the family and consumer science group in order for Trimple to purchase more supplies for future projects such as thread or fabric. Yeah. All right. Cut to the locker room. Uh, <laughs> coach, look, the guys and I've been talking, I know your wife teaches the, what well, used to be called home ec class. I'm not sure about these new uniforms. What do you mean? They're knitted. I, they're knitted. They are. <laughs> and I knitted. think they look great. Well, they're made of wool, which is okay because it's kind of cool out here. But the pants have, the knits have holes. They're like space between them. I'm not sure it's covering us. Like coach, water. coach, look. Um, yeah? I, I think the new uniforms are real comfy. Like, I, I looks appreciate it. looks good on you. It does. Thanks, coach. But um, my cup, though. Right, see? My embroidered cup. Right. I, I feel like it's not protecting me like a cup should because it's 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 just wool down there <laughs> but you but, know a cup but they all have your be... but they all have your initials so now you know which one and that you're supposed fancy, to have and i appreciate that coach especially because now i i definitely know which cup is mine we don't want people problem. sharing cups no exactly but, but the but, purpose of the cup yeah, like the cup I feel was always supposed to stop my junk from being hit. But now I feel like the wool down there is not going to stop the the impact. You know what I'm saying? Well, and Collins, the helmets. Why are we where the helmets are made of knitting? And they're real warm they're real against warm. my ears, and I appreciate that. I really coach. like the frill around the edge. I mean, I thought that was no, a nice no, touch. You, your I wife's real pretty. talented. It's just that, like the cup. The helmet is supposed to protect our heads. Yeah, like and like like if I just like kind of slightly bump my head against the wall here, like that kind of hurts. I can't imagine if well, I got be, another guy coming at me. So to be honest, I I don't think much is at risk. You know, just to start off with. You mean it's okay if we get hurt in the head? What do, What do you get if you get hit in the head hard? Probably time out of school, but like 
maybe brain damage. Okay, well, if you know that yeah, much, maybe we ought to revisit it. sounds okay, that. but I don't like the second one. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, if you recognize that, maybe we should reconsider the, the helmets. But, I mean, I think the rest of the uniform is fine. Okay, but, Coach, because it's wool, you can kind of like like the holes you were the talking holes. about. I can kind of see my junk, and I feel like they frown upon that but you know, at the, school. Honey, boys, hi, I'm here. Thanks oh, for letting oh, me into the locker room again. Mrs. Jenkins. Oh. Hi, Miss Jenkins. Boys, your uniforms look so great. Don't don't cover up. Let um, me see you. Uh, well, it's, I'm not covering up because I'm ashamed of the look of your wool-made things. Guys, come on. It's but my junk, Coach. Coach. Like she hasn't seen junk before. But not my come junk. on. She's a coach's either. wife. I don't. I don't. What? <laughs> Look, I walk around the house naked all the time. But well, you, you that's the other thing I was like going to ask you, Coach. Why aren't you wearing something made of knit? Yeah, Coach. Oh, boys, he is. Trust me, he is. That is true. But, Coach, we're about to have to go out on the field, and, like, it, it's November, Coach, and it's really cold out there. I, I mean, That's if, why we made him out of wool. I, the, the wind seeps through the, oh, the wool. Billy, Billy, I, I knitted you this cape. Here you go. Oh, well, I mean, I feel pretty special. Thank you. I mean, that's nice, but... Isn't the cape going to get in the way of us trying to play football? It's certainly going to make like, tackling you a bit easier. But right, I, you know, just grab onto the cape. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to lose the cape, though, because <laughs> I'm feeling really confident right now. I, I'd rather You're just kind of like no, a superhero. Nothing can hurt you with the and cape. And the truth is, if I pull the cape around front, I, I'm not as concerned about people seeing my junk now. So so that's one problem solved. Thanks, Miss Jenkins. You're welcome. I also knitted this utility belt, if you would like to try that on instead, if you want to be more in the... Ooh, Batman. Going to be Batman? Batman? I highly recommend it because even though this really obviously doesn't help me be protected, I feel more protected because of the superhero aspect. I'm going to say this, though. If Batman wore a knitted utility belt, I don't think he'd be his popular superhero. Now, now you're just getting the- into technicalities here. She put a lot of work into that. It's very rude. I appreciate that. I'm not trying to be mean, Mrs. Jenkins. You I obviously appreci- go into a lot of effort. I Honey, appreciate don't, you, don't Mrs. Cry. Jenkins. Don't cry. Oh, don't no, do I'm it. Just saying. No, I, I, I would never. Barry, the family in science, economics class, I don't remember what we're calling it this week, but, but <laughs> they worked really hard on these superhero wool, pretty chilly and drafty costumes, okay? So well, we, I don't think it's right to call them uniforms. They're costumes at this point. So I think... We just need to think about their feelings and go play this game, okay, and, 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 and really just give it our all. Maybe instead of being protected by helmets and cups, we'll be protected by the, just the good feeling we'll have from appreciating the hard work that was done to knit these costumes. Or the, the warm- incredibly awkward look you guys have. I wouldn't touch you with a 10-foot pole. So you think that'll protect us? I, I don't think anybody's coming near you. Naked guys in wool on a football field? <laughs> don't forget about my utility belt. That's yeah, true. Since helping. I moved my cape to the front, my ass is just hanging all out. <laughs> oh, I didn't have enough thread. I didn't even finish the back. I'm I so understand. Sorry. Thanks for trying, though, Miss Jenkins. <laughs> Let's go get him! Let's go get him! You get him, boys. Sam is cold. <laughs> we cut to an hour later. I needed these bandages for you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's okay. The wool of the costumes already soaked up most of the blood, Miss Jenkins. <laughs> I'm going to go pass out over here now. <laughs> You're always so positive. You're nothing like your father, Mr. Dreyfus. (laughs) Boys, this isn't a football team, and that's not a coach. (laughs) Most high schools focus on football. This one focuses on family science. (laughs) 
<laughs> and we didn't have enough knitted costumes, so we could only field two players. <laughs> Listen, the football team, look, you're, we just you got to take some cutbacks this year, okay? Just We really need to allocate some funds. We spent a lot of money science. on yarn. Okay. We, we spent so much money with that new asshole teacher doing band. What's his name? Mr. Mr. Opus. Holland. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Opus is Holland. <laughs> Every time a teacher says hi to him in the uh, teacher's eye, I just kind of like, my son's deaf. <laughs> and Can't it disappoints my symphony. me. My son's a deaf hippie. <laughs> <laughs> Can't appreciate the Beatles. I'm really mad at him because he was born deaf. So I'm mad at him personally. <laughs> I in no way blame myself. I blame him. <laughs> it's a choice that he made. No matter where I move, sharks and UFOs follow me everywhere. And some guy named Bob. Bill Murray. Bunch of, bunch of, bunch of, bunch of small town news. Bunch of, bunch of, bunch of, bunch of small town news. Bunch of, bunch of, bunch of, bunch of small town news. You've just tolerated another episode of Small Town News, a production of Small Town News, LLC. Today's episodes of Small Town News were inspired by the Northern Wyoming News of Warland, Wyoming, <laughs> and stories written by Carla Pomeroy and Seth Rompsa. Episodes are performed and produced by Keith Boyd, George Oliver, Neil Oliver, and Craig Ramey. Researched by Dr. Jessica Saxon. Music performed by George Oliver. This episode was recorded in historic Newburn Civic Theater in Newburn, North Carolina. Small Town News is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon, and your... This isn't Richard Driving. This is the receptionist from Monsters, Inc. Yes, it is. Like what you hear, leave us a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram for behind-the-scenes photos, exclusive updates. And opportunities to share your favorite small town news. Well, thanks for joining us, Bob. And remember, I sure wish my son could have heard this episode. <laughs> God. <laughs> you gotta cut so much of this. That's not staying. That's not staying. <laughs> the title of this episode is Richard Dreyfus Takes a Beating. This one. <laughs> That's the name of the episode. We're, we're sure Richard Dreyfus is a nice guy, but he sure takes a beating in this one. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's stand our ground. We haven't met him. <laughs> Let's just assume. <laughs>